on certain sound or uh, scores, like accurately. Based on points, so the the best FPL goalie. I need to take a guess. Yeah, you won't get it. Go ahead. <clears throat> We're talking FPL to start the podcast, but PPT episode forty-three. <laughs> so the best, the FPL Premier League team of the season. I have it here, and uh, yeah, guess the goalie because you're not, you're not going to get it. I'll give you three guesses, and I still don't think you're going to get it. <clears throat> Fuck. I'm going to go with I don't know his name, the Brentford keeper. Wow, you got it right away. Yeah. No, Seriously? Good guess. No, I'm dead serious. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the team is, and it's based, it has points on here too. I don't really know how it works, to be honest. <clears throat> That's what I'd be worried about because the points, if I'm not mistaken, if I've seen it, I, I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know how accurate this is. I've seen a point for like, if I'm not mistaken, I think Moises Cacelo had like one weekend for Brighton where he had like 31 and 31.25 points. And I was like, what the fuck did a guy do in the game to get 31.25 points? Like, I don't understand those metrics. I'd have Maybe to like tackles that. in the box, I would assume would get points. Yeah, touches, Stopping, dribbles. like uh, a <clears throat> counter or like stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but here's, here's the team. Rhea and goal. Trippier, Gabriel, and Ben White in a back three. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, Trippier has 154 points. Gabriel has 124 points. Ben White has 121. And they put him in a back three. A five-man midfield of Saka, Martinelli, Rashford, Salah, Odegaard. And then Harry Kane and Holland up top. I'm so thoroughly confused right now. I don't get the points at all. And now, here's here's the crazy part. So... Saka has 170 points. Martinelli has 157. Rashford 156. Salah 154. Odegaard 153. Harry Kane 180. <laughs> Hallen has 205. <laughs> He's way above everybody. Like how Fucking do you crazy. Even, how do you even account as Salah as a midfielder? <laughs> yeah, I think they're just they're just trying to fit like the highest points players in the team. Yeah, clearly. It makes sense. Man, FIFA would require you to do a position change for you to do that in the game before even trying to make that applicable. Like, that's that's a really, really wild. Like, I hear that starting 11, and there's no way you would actually start that starting 11 in a game. Like, Saka, Salah, Rashford, Martinelli, four fucking wingers with Kane and Holland. (laughs) We're getting fucking hosed all day. Kane and Holland wouldn't even touch the ball. Never. (laughs) Never. Uh, But yeah, we're here Uh, on a Tuesday, long weekend FA Cup. Long week, actually, but we have a lot of time to go over it because it's international break, so. No need to look forward to anything. I'm not really into the international break week. I know it's European qualifiers, AFCON qualifiers. I don't really care, to be honest. I'll get excited when the Euros come. I I love the Euros. That'll be dope next summer. We'll do that for sure. Uh Euro qualifiers, I'm I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, I'm good on that. But... um, I guess the only thing we'll be keeping an eye on to see if players are injured that play with City, Arsenal, mm. 
which there's a little little news. Holland uh, came back know. today, right? What's your Damn. thoughts on this? Because from my perspective, I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, Pep got to Norway," and uh, <laughs> I, I think I think for a player like Holland with Norway, which is it's not like he's playing for France where they're just yeah. going to make it. He's playing for Norway. I know oh. him and Odegaard really want to see Norway do good mm-hmm. um, and get them far in these competitions. So mm-hmm. I think he actually does have an injury, um, but that's my opinion. I think he takes the Norway and international very serious. He wants to represent his country well, and I know Odegaard does as well, and you have to understand that because they're yeah. it's not a big country. So I think to, for him to get Norway to a World Cup would be just as meaningful as, you know, Man City winning the FA Cup or something like that probably be way more meaningful. Oh yeah, you would probably say it's probably just as meaningful as a Premier League title to get yeah. them to a World Cup because it's Norway. It's not mm-hmm. a represented country in, in international Paul. So I think he is injured. What do you think? Well, there's a few things we need to get out there as disclaimers. Okay, uh, the ha- the left hamstring is the same hamstring that we was it hammy or groin. Uh, hammy groin, um, okay. the left leg, the left okay. leg, uh, upper leg was triggered a few months ago already. Something mm-hmm. that we knew coming in, um, not an issue. If he wasn't, first off, he didn't re-aggravate anything. He didn't even train, my understanding, behind with the Norway team. He got assessed, right? And then he we sent it. home. Exactly right. The, the main thing I think about this is, if he wasn't serious about playing for his country, why would he even show the fuck up? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, Marcus Rashford, I'm looking at you. Yeah. You decided- I didn't see what happened with him because I, I totally missed that yesterday. I saw he came back. But yeah. What was the injury? You know, uh, I see knickknack on, on Twitter. Knickknack. Which all I think, yeah. Which all I think about is okay, but McMack Paddywhack, give your dog yeah, bone. I legit was about to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to think about the the Rashford situation with, with Holland. I I think it I think it's an injury. I think it's precautionary. I think he's coming back. The moment they assessed, they knew. For, here's the other thing everyone needs to keep in mind. Okay, when you are assessed from a training and a medical staff, and you find something. Should you not do the right thing in report and it come back later, you have not lost your job. You've probably lost your entire livelihood. This is a huge no-no in the medical sports industry. You cannot, you have to raise the white flag and say, guys, guys, there's something going on here. We got to look at this and think about it. So kudos to Norway for doing the right thing and acknowledging that there was something up. And if Erlen was okay with it, Great. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with it, but two weeks? Am I am I bothered by the whole concept of him possibly being out for Liverpool? Oh, man, so much time between now and 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 that April first game. Is it a morning game? Somebody told me it was a morning oh, game. Oh my god, that somebody is, right? told you right. That somebody told you absolutely right. It might be good for you guys though, because Liverpool have not won a early kickoff all year. What's your I got a CR record. record. Yeah, I got a fucking CR record. No, I I can guarantee you there's a couple draws. Newcastle in the early kickoff, right? Was that an early kickoff? A Newcastle game or was that a 9 a.m.? It was an early kickoff because I remember thinking to myself, I didn't actually physically see the Foden goal that put us up. Um, 
Well, we have a lot to do here today, so we're talking City. Let's recap. Let's go back to the uh, RB Leipzig game and start there, and we'll talk about the FA Cup game. Is there a lot to talk about? Uh, eight goals from Erling Holland in two games, two competitions. Um, just just an absolute beatdown. RB Leipzig, um, I said Gravardio lowering that price for Pep. What a, what a soldier. He's, he's, got, he's a City born and bred already. Um, but yeah, just a beat down. Um, yeah, that, that game was over very, very quickly. Um, just absolute domination. RB Leipzig and the Bundesliga really, really sucks this year in the <laughs> European competition. They do. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts on it? Um, before I say that, though, what did you think of that first handball? The first handball. Do you remember uh, it? it was, I, I, I thought it was a bad call. Really bad. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, <clears throat> 50, 50, I don't even think it was 50-50. It was I, weird because I, I think, like, didn't Rodri hit it off his head or, or mm-hmm. Ruben Diaz? And then Rodri it like, hit the other. guy's hand. It didn't, didn't even affect the play, really. So yeah. it was a strange call. I saw a lot of people saying, City benefited from that handball, which I think is a stupid fucking take. If huh. if Leipzig was scored and their goal was taken away from them, mm-hmm. right? Say Gavardio headed it in, and then they were like, "Nope, you you like the Ben White from a couple weeks ago. You were grabbing a defender." If that if the goal was taken from Leipzig, I would say, "Yeah, that might have affected Leipzig." You get a, a goal on the road at Etihad, and you have it taken away from shitty VAR. Then I might agree with that, but that was a fucking beatdown. That penalty was just icing on the fucking cake, whether it was the first goal or the last. There was seven put up on you. You can't blame one fucking call. I mean, that was absolute domination from Mid-City. Yeah, the the devil's advocate would probably say, well, slippery slope, once that first one goes in, that's where it all starts. And I've made that argument in other games when there's two legs. But but here's the thing about a Leipzig team. And before I go any further, let me make sure I I do this right. I'm smoking on that Leipzig pack right now. <laughs> We're on to the quarters. One of 18. Ooh, we got to talk about that. This uh, this draw was interesting. But, yeah, yeah. Talk about the game, and then we'll talk about those. I can't, I can't wait to talk about those draws because very, oh, very interesting, really. man. We got to give Leipzig some of their flowers that I think that they deserve. Really? In this campaign, yeah. You're not going to believe what I'm about to say to you. No, in, I this, that. in this campaign, this season so far for Leipzig, they have beat Byron. They have beat Real Madrid. Yeah. They have beat a substantial amount of top teams. They're competing in the Bundesliga, not up there as well as they should be. But this is a Leipzig team that, against other folks, have been really, really strong, really, really attacking. You have a guy by the name of Nkuku who's already signed his sh- How long has Nkuku been a Chelsea player but not been a Chelsea player? This is arguably the longest time I've ever seen a player belong to a club but never fucking even play for them. It's going on almost two fucking years now. What the fuck are That's we doing? Disgraceful. It is disgraceful. Like, can I right now? I would love to sign fucking that uh, that Carreras Rosales guy that Madrid signed, the sixteen year old. Can I sign him for twenty thirty? I'd love to go ahead and do a pre negotiation right now, if possible. What's the what's the length and the, the statue of limitations here with that shit? Ultimately, I think Leipzig got their shit handed to them um, at the Etihad. 
one one. What was the final again? I think touchdown. I think we put yeah, a touchdown seven yeah. nil. Um, the main thing that really bothered me is going into it. It's the draws, dude. The one-one draw at Leipzig. You think it's a game, and then it gets blown out of the water the moment we go back to the Etihad. That place yeah. was rocking. Didn't see an empty fucking seat. The Etihad full. I love to oh, see wow. it for all the haters. Uh, Mark Goldberg, I got words for you today, sir. Uh, so, why he's such a nice guy? Well, such a nice guy. When we do delusional mud of the week, I got words. Oh, I got a good um, one. You're gonna love oh, this one. I'm sure you will. There's a plenty right now that I feel like Arsenal can pick maybe one of each club as a delusional and city included. I've seen some pretty crazy city shit lately where I've been like, I can't back that. I cannot back that. This is insane. Um but yeah, Leipzig, good fight, you know, but they were they were good out. fight. Good fight, but they were out they were out handled the prep. Everything for, for City was go, 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 go in that game. We put out one of our stronger lineups. and Who got the was, other two goals? Oh, God. Here, I'll pull it up right now. I don't even remember. <laughs> Howland dominated the score sheet. You can't even fucking remember. I, um, there was a header, right? Mm-hmm. Ruben? Was it Ruben? Here we go. Diaz got a header, right? Am I imagining that? Holland got a pen in the 22nd minute, the second goal in the 24th minute, which that second goal, the 24th minute goal, incredible. There's highlights of that goal and his work rate, just constantly oh, nice. amazing. Then he gets a, his third hat trick, uh, or not his third, he gets the Hattie in the extra time in the 45th. Gundogan comes out and hits a beautiful left-handed, uh, left-footed, uh, low-driven shot. Wonderful. Um Holland gets a fourth in the 53rd minute. Holland gets his fifth in the 57th minute. And then Kevin De Bruyne clears it with a beautiful blast outside the shot. I was kind of pissed about it because I thought to myself, we could use that last minute hitter later in the Champions League. We don't need it going 7-0. But yeah, super proud of the club, super proud of the team for the fight that they showed. Um, I was nervous as fuck. And no matter what we've done in domestic competitions, you know, we had that year where we were the formidables, won the quadruple, all domestic cups, all domestic titles, loved it. We're not that same team, but also it's not apples to apples as Arsenal fans can know how great they are <clears throat> and domestically right now, but struggling with, with Europa and Europe. So it's it's a little bit of a 180 for City. We're struggling in the Prem, but we're getting it right in the Champions League at the right time. I feel great about going into the draw and... I have to mentally convince myself that the tougher road is what we have to deal with. And that's okay. City have always had it the tougher way, sometimes by our own accord. But fuck, man, those draws are brutal. <laughs> We're fucked. We're fucked. You ready to talk about those draws? Uh, or you want to keep talking about RB Leipzig? There's not much to say more. Mm, I'm smoking on the pack already. We can move forward. I mean, I don't think there's anything there. Do, do, all right, let me ask you from an Arsenal perspective. Did you see the lineup that they put out? Is there any Leipzig player that you can see yourself wanting or desiring right now? Cavardio. I mean, but any you club do like would want him. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's good. He's young. Um, there's a reason. There's a lot of clubs in for him. But no, nah, I, I didn't. I didn't see anything else. <clears throat> I like Nkuku, but his fitness is a problem. Um, and I've seen a lot of Bundesliga uh, forwards with his profile come into the Premier League and do absolutely nothing. Very much and so. 
you have that profile also with an injury history and you're coming in and what position are you going to play at Chelsea? I mean, they have too many players with this guy. Again, they're saying they're going to sign Joe Felix. How are you going to have a, a two strikers that are the same type of player? They're the same type of player. They both like to operate on the left side, second striker type players. And now, oh, we're going to get awesome in two. It's just, it's just, don't get me started on Chelsea. I think it's just embarrassing how they're just throwing money at everything. And My guy. There has to be there has to be something said about that, but it's it's getting embarrassing for them. They're in for awesome in two, they're saying. They have opened up the contacts with Jao and Atletico on the yep. full permanent transfer. This yep. club is in sh- what the fuck are they thinking? What I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I don't know what they're doing. Blowing shit. But yeah, I agree. Let's not even give Chelsea the time of day. We'll get to them no. when we get to the shit side of this pod. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but yeah, so the draws come out the next day. Um, there's no doubt that Man City are on the toughest side of the bracket. Um, Bayern in the quarters. Real Madrid in the semifinals. Um, maybe. I'm sure you would like Chelsea, but... Yes. Uh, maybe we could have been believing that if we did this podcast on Friday, but then they go and lose to Everton at home. <laughs> and I'm not believing that at all. At all. Um, yeah. And then it would be Napoli in the final. Napoli get the easy side of the bracket. Serie A team. Potential another Serie A team or Benfica. And then final. I mean, strange things happen. You can't just pencil them in. But I'm sure they're fucking happy as fuck they're on that side. They have to be. You cannot be. So, um, but yeah. I'm going to play with Napoli. Why? I'll just get it out there now. I was going to wait for it. It doesn't have to be delusional mode of the week because it's not part of it. But I was going to get some words in for this guy. He's doing a great job. They're doing a terrific. This is a great team that they have. Napoli are overachieving out the wazoo. Pep Guardiola was asked a question in a presser about what Napoli are doing and how they're doing it, and that he simply says they're one of the best teams in Europe, along with Arsenal. Shouts out Arsenal because they're doing good. Shouts out Napoli because they're playing well, and they're doing it in Europe. These these are things that you can't, you can't avoid. And I apologize as I spoke halfway through this blunt. That Red Bull Leipzig back is really hitting. What I would say is we're throwing a compliment to Napoli, and this fucking guy – responds and says, essentially, Guardiola is trying to put stress and to and put pressure on Napoli by making this comment on how good we're playing. The manager, the Napoli manager, the Napoli manager, I'll get the exact quote for you, but basically says for a club that spends 900 million compared to our nine, I think he needs to worry about the stress that they have. So here, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up for you because this absolutely. Why did he react with such anger? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like a compliment. I don't know if there was more to the quote from Pep, but yeah. Tense reaction. But hey, I love it. Set up the Man City-Napoli final. Get the blood going now. Here you I go. I fucking love it. This was six days ago. Pep, Pep Guardiola's exact quote. Napoli are, the be- are maybe the best team in Europe this year in terms of playing style. Close to Arsenal. Napoli manager... Luciano Spalletti. Spalletti. Fuck this dude. I don't feel, quote, I don't feel proud. Anything. I know this game to put pressure on others. Are we putting Napoli above Man City? He says it in a questioning tone. 
if they can spend 900 million compared to our 9 million, it's a game to build us up just to knock us down. The fuck are you smoking in Italy, bro? The world's best manager just gave you a fucking shout. He's giving you clout, motherfucker. He added a comma to your next check, you Italian scumbag. Relax, bro. Take the compliment. Keep it pushing. You will be blessed if you get to the final and face a Man City team. Anshallah the word, sir. Calm yourself. The fuck is your problem, dude? What the hell? Yeah, that was a little much. I didn't. I didn't really see what was there from Pep that would initiate that kind of reaction. But um, yeah, yeah, a little fucking much. But hey, I like I said, you I love it. it. I love it. Get the get the, get the bad blood started now. Napoli, yeah. Man City, uh, Champions League final, Memorial Day weekend. I love it. I love it. Tell me you haven't managed in a big competition without telling me you haven't managed in a big competition. Well, he hasn't. Jesus. I mean, yeah. they weren't in the Champions League last year, right? I don't think they were. I, don't, I can't even tell his, his managing resume, though. Like, yeah. maybe he was an assistant at, like, Byron or something. Fuck if I know. Yeah, nah. It's, it's very, very rattled. And like I said, that'll play well. That'll be play well in the lead-up to the final if it, it does be a Man City-Napoli final. But, um... Let's talk about the Man City side of the bracket. Uh, we did a little ranking last week on teams you wouldn't want to face. I think this team was second, right? You had Real Madrid third. Yes. Um, so you got your top three teams potentially if you want that Champions League trophy finally. Right in front of me. So, um, yeah, so you get Bayern. Um, they advance. They beat – who did they play? Oh, PSG. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, PSG. I think we already did their ULG last week, and they mm-hmm. lost again this weekend. Kim Kardashian curse gets Arsenal at PSG. And then, yes, so Bayern puts away them. Um, and, yeah, that's who you got. Champions League um, first leg against Bayern Munich will be at the Etihad. And then second leg will be at Bayern. <sighs> I never like playing the second one on the road. That's always oh, tough. Yeah. Last year you played the second leg at the Bernabeu, right? Yes. Yeah, see. Fuck this. Oof. So that's tough. So so what do you – you said you're confident going into it. Um, definitely have a reason to be, but you're playing – you're playing two Champions League champions. You're playing the champions from two years ago, Bayern. You're playing uh-huh. champions from last year, and you're playing what your own manager said, potentially. I mean, Benfica could pull up fast one you never know but you're playing potentially what your manager just called currently one of the best squads in europe so what are you thinking because i'm like damn that's fucking tough let me keep it a buck with you i was sitting on the shitter when i saw the news that we we pulled byron and the moment i saw we pulled byron i literally said without seeing anything else all I need to have is if we beat them, just give me Madrid. And I'm and this is literally the best fucking draw possible. And it fucking happened. I have to convince myself having it the harder way is the better way. And the reason is because if it's our big one, if it's our first one, right, there's no excuses, right? You, if we go back and look in hindsight as a resume and just say, well, your first one is against Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, come on, that Chelsea squad, they got so lucky to beat there. The final was a joke, right? That, that would be the argument against winning it back then. Winning this one, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. We get this, and I can't, I, I, and I'm, book it now, the 21st of March, 
It's a Tuesday, and I'm hitting this L before I make this statement to make sure it's as dramatic as possible. It's birthday cake, too. Fire. Nice <laughs> little strong indica. If Manchester City win the Champions League this year, for 365 days until we play that next game, I will forever refer to my club as Manchester City Kings of Europe. To go through this gauntlet, and here's what I will say. I want to be on the record of saying this. We will beat Byron. We yep. will beat Byron. I'm telling because you right of now. what you saw them do this weekend in their Bundesliga campaign. Talk to me, B. Losing to Leverkusen. Talk to me, B. That's who they lost to, right? Yeah, I watched that game. Yeah. They weren't impressive at all. Yeah, dude, this is a team, and I'm going to say one, one thing. This isn't about Byron versus Man City. This is Pep versus Julian Nagelsmann. And I'm telling you right now, that young fucker is about to get schooled. That man is about to get worked. And hey, if he bite, if, if I come back after the first leg and we lose four to one or four to two, I will come in here, tail between my leg and be like, damn, I, you know, we got it wrong. Or, I mean, he won the first one. Holy shit. I do like the fact that we are the home team. In only this regard, I do agree. Second leg at home is preferred. We don't have it. But this, just a superstitious thing, our home kit for the rest of the tournament. We are the home team, so we literally get the home kit all the way up into the final. I love that shit. Superstitiously, I think that green and black looks fucking hideous to win it in, and I think that black and red just ain't Man City. So it's Yeah, exactly. Every time I see it, I stand, I'd say, is that a It's weird, ain't it? Kit? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, but listen, first first leg at home could benefit you also because you can Howland can go into machine mode. He is in machine mode now. That game's going to take place in probably three weeks from now, right? So yeah, you know he might he's in form now. Maybe the groin injury is a little aggravated. He misses a game and he's not in eight game in eight goals in two games mode. But you can put that you can put that uh, tie away in the first leg at home, and that's what I'm sure Pep's going to set up for. He's going to set up for balls to the wall, first leg. Let's put two or three on them, and we can go to the to the um, what's the name of their stadium? I always forget. The Alliance. Yeah, we can go there, and um, you know we can get a one-one and get out of here with the tie. And I think that's what he'll do. Um, it's tough to pick. I, you know, Bayern in the Champions League, these teams like Bayern and Real Madrid, you look at their league campaigns this year, and Real Madrid's hasn't been impressive. No. Um, got slapped again in the El Clasico this weekend. Didn't impress me at all. Uh, every time I look at them, they're losing to lesser squads in La Liga, um, not doing good in the other cups, in the, the Spanish Cup and all that. So, But then they go in Champions League and just absolutely smack – Madrid, and you could say the same thing for Bayern. Bayern's sitting in second place, something we never see in the Bundesliga. Ten in a row in the Bundesliga they've won. So they're in second place now, and I've seen a couple games in Bundesliga where this weekend included, they just did not look good. Uh, Opamencano, that guy's always making mistakes. I think Bayern fans are probably feeling really shaky about him on Holland, and that's the matchup to take advantage of. But these, these Champions League team, there is something to that pedigree. Um, there really is. With that said, I think you guys can beat them for sure. I would be more more likely to pick a loss in that semifinal. Not saying I would, 
but I think that would scare me a little more. Just Real Madrid semifinals. Yeah, that's just it's it's Real Madrid, bro. It's that's it's scary. You know, they're they're fucking the, the European juggernauts. Um, bro, like you said, it it would be deserved if you guys win this for sure. And this is the thing that gets me so salty because I gotta sound like that loser fan when when I say this, but. We were better than Madrid for the whole two fucking legs minus four fucking minutes, bro. Minus four fucking minutes. And it's so you can't test. If you watch both games in full, I watched both of them, bro. And we were so much better. And to think that for four minutes, we just let it snap. Like you said, that's that championship pedigree. That's what Madrid and Byron and fucking United when they're in it. Uh all these other fucking teams that just find a way. Like, it's yeah. just, it's their pedigree. It's what they do. I get that. Like, but, um, and we're so far away from the fixture, but I do want to note some things right now that you should be looking for that game. Delit on Holland. I dare you to start Jow. Where's your school scoring going to come? Because if it's coming from the wingers centralized, like Sadio, like Sané, I'm telling you right now, Big body father Ruben's got that on handle right now. I love Holland, and I've been so impressed with how artificially robotic this man looks. But what's impressed me the most is the fact that we, for the last nine, eight, ten maybe games, eight, nine games, I feel, we've kept the clean sheets. We're rolling right now defensively. We're finally seeing some unity. We plugged in Laporte against Burnley, and we still didn't lose any sort of, you know, just in sync rhythm. And I know it's Burnley, and but the key is that we've kept defensively some now some consist some true consistency. Laporte's going to be that backup left back. Ake is now our full time starting left back. Ruben Diaz, when John Stones comes in, we're going Kyle Walker at right back, or we're going Rico Lewis tucked in when we decide to go attacking that way. The the left winger, right winger combo will tell you what, and I'm giving everything away, but now it's so beautiful. It's beautiful to say. These are the things, like, you should be able to tell me right now all of the switches and all of the things that Arsenal do differently. And why is that important? Because you're not fucking Aston Villa. Well, they're good. Uh, Fucking Bournemouth, where your team's just shit, you know? You note these good teams because you got to wonder, why are they playing so well? Why are they, like, a step above? So... When we do these things with how we're playing defensively right now, that has been the biggest key for me. Plugging in Bernardo and allowing him to be that little abstract anomaly, just going and moving in all the places where people aren't. That's wonderful. We're finding some consistency. That's where I think Byron lack. That's where I think we're going to go ahead and bring it back to maybe, I dare you to start a, a, a Sané and Mane combination. I dare you to start. You're going to uh, uh, move. I am worried about Chupamonteng. The big bodiness. I think he's going to be in the right place eventually for a nice little tap in. Um, and I see Sane probably scoring on us. <laughs> yeah, that's inevitable. Yeah. It's going to yeah, happen. Jow, we're all in Jow's head. I'm telling you right now, we're all in oh, Jow's yeah. head. I mean, Byron's already out on the guy. <clears throat> oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, we're gonna, we're gonna, with respect, we're sunning him like we sun Sinchenko. We're, remember who you were when you were with us. Stop being the tough guy. Chill out. Come here. Chill. And it's going to be that sort of like that aura again. I feel that with Jao. We're going to, especially Ruben and Bernardo, just wait. We are definitely starting. I can guarantee, book it now. If they're healthy, Ruben and Bernardo start. Just for the sole fact that 
I dare you to start Jow. I dare you to start Jow and do that. We're fucking with that guy's head all day. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see. That'll be interesting for sure. Um, so, I mean, we'll preview this a little bit more when we get to the tie. Um, yeah. But I'll probably pick right now. I think City will advance 3-2, something like that, over two legs. Um, rest of the ties, Real Madrid versus Chelsea. Like I said, I thought maybe a week ago, you know, I had the Chelsea fans were already saying, oh, we could beat Real Madrid. You know, we won two in a row. We beat Leeds United and Leicester City. Woo! Yep. Yippee! Celebration. Then 2-1, given a penalty. It was a penalty. Some guy named Sims come off the be- comes off the bench, completely rinses Koulibaly and puts cool. him in the back of the net. Keppel with his little soft arm sticks it out. It goes right through his hand into the back of the net. 2-2 at Stanford Bridge to Everton. And that week of good vibes back at Chelsea. You know, something I see Chelsea supporters tweet when they have two good results. Uh, Good vibes have ended. And uh, I just don't see any way Chelsea advance to Real Madrid. They don't score enough goals. Um, And defensively, while they are solid defensively compared to their attack, they lead goals. They make mistakes. So... Real Madrid, I see them advancing. That would be your next opponent. Um, the other side of the bracket, I'm just saying Napoli the final. I don't really care about breaking those games down. I think Benfica might surprise them. In the semis? I think Benfica might I surprise them. I can see that. But they got to go to Inter. I mean, Inter's, they lost again this weekend at Juventus. Um, not impressive. Not impressive. Lukaku. Yeah, he's already packing his bags, going back to Stanford Bridge. Bro. But, yeah, I, I could see Benfica giving them a tough tie. I think it'll be tough. I think Napoli would advance, but it'll be tough. They're no pushover, Benfica. No, they're not. No, none of the Portuguese teams are. They're, they're, they're scrappy. They all know they have a chance to go Champions League, and when they get there, it's just another tournament for them. They really play well. They really know how to just turn up. A lot of teams are. I wish my club knew how to not fucking crumble to the pressure in those big moments, but I'm just proud of how far they get. We'll see how it gets this year. I hear you talking about Chelsea and the lack of offense, and I agree with you, but my guy, you've been eating off of this Jao Felix guy for the last few weeks now. You're like at least two oh, yeah, weeks with straight with, with the yeah, goals. I mean, he's bro. the only one that really is a threat to score. Yeah, and he and he's he's hitting for you, and all of them have been pretty nice, to be honest. He had a I'm nice not shot. i Kai Havertz. <laughs> Ironically, he hit the pen, too. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> Kai Havertz is not the guy to go with. I will never go with that guy. Yeah, but yeah, he did hit the pen. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we could talk Chelsea. I really don't care to. But um, 2-2, another another draw. I watched that game. I watched uh, – was that a weird time Saturday, right? It was like 1.30 because of the time change or something. Oh. But, um, yeah, I watched that game. Potter, mind-boggling subs, did not understand the subs. Um, you have Everton, a team that just parks the bus, and they went up 2-1 in the 70th minute, and your boy is just – he pulls uh, – what was the winger that he took off? Oh, he took off Pulisic and put on Gallagher. So he, he takes off his winger and puts on another midfielder. So it's like you're trying to seal the victory at home against Everton. You're yeah. trying to park the bus against a team that parks the bus. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What is this? 
So and um, yeah, it was just fucking weird, and they got the karma they deserved. I mean, Grand Potter, and that's the main reason I can't see them beating Real Madrid. Grand yeah. Potter is going to go to the Bernabeu and 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 went and get to the Champions League semifinal. Nah, nah, that ain't <laughs> happening. Yeah, I agree. So I'm looking at the subs right now for Chelsea in this game, and it was in the 62nd minute. Uh, Gallagher came on for Pulisic. And then in the 81st minute, and at this point in the 81st minute, the score is 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. They are up. And they sub in Loftus-Cheek for Kovacic. Okay? At this point, it's still 2-1. to one. You have the lead. They take off Jao Felix, and they add a Chuka Willameca. Chuka Willameca. I don't know who he is. And then they bring on Chalaba for Fofana. Jesus. Sims scores the goal in the 89th. Yeah, that's just embarrassing. I mean, <laughs> you're at home. Why not try to get another goal? I mean, I saw my team 3-0. Palace gets a goal. They didn't say, oh, we have two-goal lead. Let's get let's get all our defenders on and try to defend this lead. They said, no, let's go score another one. How about that? I mean, Jesus. That's just embarrassing. Embarrassing. And Kolobali is supposed to be this amazing. Oh, what a what a signing! Best defender in Syria, cooked. He got absolutely cooked by some guy we never heard of. Never spun, sent to the store. Yep. He was fucking all over the place, and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for Chelsea again. Hundred twenty million bargain for Enzo Fernandez. I saw him in that play get absolutely ran past as well. Not a holding midfielder. Don't know why he's playing holding midfielder. Oh, I do, because you gave away Jorginho to Arsenal. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. All these Chelsea fans, oh, Jorginho, he's too slow. Well, your new $120 million prize is just as fucking slow. And he got ran right through. I mean, not even that. Not, don't even bring up the other player. Just no. Okay, so Jorginho, Jorginho doesn't look very fast for Chelsea. Looks pretty fucking good with Arsenal. Yeah, he's doing fine with us. Yeah, doing quite well with Arsenal. How the fuck can you justify that, man? It's just a clear-cut example of how fucking horrible. You know, we can go back and forth about the FIFA gods and the soccer gods. I feel like when Chelsea make those substitutions, trying to just hold on to a lead to a team that just look to hold on and don't attack, like you've said. I mean, why would you do that? And you get punished for it. Potter caves to the pressure in that scenario. I don't think those are the proper subs. And it's just a clear-cut example as to how, again, you don't have a philosophy, motherfucker. You don't have any clear-cut plan as to what you're doing in this scenario, in that scenario. And it's not to say – it's just your inexperience in the situation. And it's not to say football is it's apples to apples in the different leagues. You're at fucking Chelsea now, man. These, mm-hmm. You are not meant to be figuring it out at Chelsea. You are meant to know what to do at Chelsea. Sense of responsibility. These are good. These are good. Another 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 that is a wonderful um, tease. There's the Chelsea ghost of the past. I think you know that voice, Chelsea fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Um, we skipped past your FA Cup victory. I mean, 6-0, not a whole lot to talk about. Only yeah. thing from that, another hat trick from Holland. 
um, Alvarez goal, a couple other ones, right? I think I think did Diaz get a header in that game? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. And then, yeah, um, yeah that was a good game. The only thing I have to say about that game is I, I really like Vincent Company. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the quotes before, after the game. I mean, he's he's got the he's got the he's he seems like a manager. He seems like a guy that's gonna be successful and. I just, I just rate him. I, the things he yep. said about Vieira sacking were smart. He thinks about what he says, and he says it very intelligently. And then just what he said about getting beat by City 6 nothing, um, and his team staying hungry because they're not first in the championship. They're 21st in English football. Dope. He, he sounds like yep. a manager. I mean, he does. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested in watching Burnley now, and I would have never said that. I thought they played ugly, ugly ball with uh, – Burnley ball. When people say, "Oh, you're playing Burnley ball," that was not a compliment. But exactly. Now it is. So, Never. yeah, I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for him. Former City player. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I, he's a. I love him. He's a legend for me. Uh, just, I kind of was always the, eh, on him. Just, but he was solid. He was always solid. Or times where he did fuck up. Obviously, has that noteworthy goal. Don't the shoot Leicester any. City goal. Yeah, the Leicester City goal. I awesome. mean. Yeah, incredible. Um, I mean, a, an absolute backbone of the club when he was with us. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The guy's got the mentality. He definitely says all the right things. His club is playing quite well. Um, I would love to see how he does. Again, if I have to be open, critical, and honest about it, transparent, I got to see him do it. Just, It's a tough league. I get with the championships, not a fucking joke. I'm not sitting here doubting it, um, and he's up there. Um, but I would really love to kind of see how – how he does in the prem. Yeah. And I no. know it's a, it's a bit of a leap though. I, w- I mean, what do you think? It's do you think leap. it's a huge leap? It's not a bit. And he's still a new manager. So do you go somewhere know. else first? Do you leave the country first and go test La Liga nah. or Bundesliga? Or do you just wait for that right ship right up in England? Well, you ride out, ride it out with Burnley next year. I mean, if you get relegated mm. again, it's it's a good good learning experience. You're gonna learn on the job. You know, if you go there, and you know you got a rude awakening in the prem. Hey, it's it happens. It's happened to the, some of the best of the managers. But yeah. you know, you stick it out with Burnley, and then yeah, I think I think he'll stay in the Premier League. Somebody, especially if he goes there and hits the ground running. You know, yeah. Leicester City's looking for a manager. West Ham's looking for a manager. Yeah. That step up will be a proper step up if he has success next year. Um, yep. so I, I think from that perspective, you don't just go, you know, Bowley will probably fucking try to try to get him. <laughs> he'll, win, he'll win the first three games and, and be first in the table to start the premier league after beating Leeds and fucking Everton and mm-hmm. he'll be, and Bowley will fucking throw a hundred million at him. But, um, no, I think, I think, yeah, you ride it out with Burnley next year. See how that goes. If you keep them up. I'm sure people will be poaching at him. And I think a club like Everton, Leicester, um, Crystal Palace is going to need a manager. Clubs like that, you go there before you go to the next step, which would be a bigger, bigger club. Whether Whether that final big, big club is Premier League or... Somewhere else, we'll we'll have to see. But yeah, I think I think that. But he's still young in his career. I'm just saying, yeah, I like young. what I'm hearing. I you know, it's gonna it's yeah. gonna take time, but he definitely has the the makings of that kind of manager where we're gonna be looking out for him in the future. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, let's talk Arsenal. Um, 
the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess you can say, for the week. Um, started off terrible Thursday sporting game. Um, first 20 minutes, two injuries from two players that um, kind of could play the same position. First, it was Tommy Asu. Slips, uh, twisted his knee pretty bad. It didn't look good right away. And it was announced just today, actually, that he is done for the season. Surgery. Yeah, saw that. Um, sucked. And not too long after that, Saliba comes off holding his back. Comes straight off. Not a good sign. Um, holding comes on. And, yeah, two injuries in 20 minutes. Use two subs right off the bat. And we get a goal shortly after that. Granite Xhaka, nice goal. Um, it was a nice goal. <laughs> yeah, a really nice goal. I think Martin, been, Martinelli, he's been, he's been good. Yeah. Well, he's been close to – he's been hitting really good shots that have gotten deflected or hit post. He's been, like, inking towards that goal. He finally got one. That's good. Yeah, he has a good shot. You know, I, I think he doesn't shoot Strong enough. Strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he has a good left foot. Um, he does for his country. He fucking yeah. yams for his country. Any, yeah, no, can, any chance he can. He's great for Switzerland. He's always been good, and I've always said, why doesn't Switzerland Jacka show up at Arsenal? But finally, this season he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, um, we get that goal, and I'm kind of thinking, all right, we can cruise control to the end of this. And then Sporting hit a fucking banger. Oh my god! From fucking pretty much the halfway line, and yeah. um, from that moment on, they dominated the second half. It was a very, very bad performance from Arsenal. First fifteen minutes, Sporting were all over us. Um, they had a good game plan. I think they said, "Hey, look at Arsenal's European fixtures. They have not. While they've won a lot, they've been close games: one zero, one zero against Zurich, one zero against Bodo." Those are teams they're clearly better than, so why are these so close? They're not coming out with the same energy. So let's go to the Emirates and take it to them and see what happens. And that's what they did. And um, they get that banger of a goal. We can't get the second goal. Um, For me, we had great opportunities when Martin Odegaard came on in the 100th minute. I think the sub waited too long for Arteta. Um, I don't know if it's because we were out of subs and he didn't want to risk bringing somebody on in the 80th minute, we go to extra time, and then we're out of subs, and somebody gets hurt. So I think he maybe waited a little longer than he should have. But whether that was strategic or whether that was because of the injuries that we had to use subs, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure. <clears throat> but we had like three really, really good chances. And, of course, the keeper from Sporting makes three amazing saves, and we go to penalties. Ramsdale was awful on the penalties. Um, he's, I don't think he saved a penalty in the Premier League. That's concerning. Um, and Martinelli misses one. And then the rest is history and Arsenal out of the Europa League. So, yeah, it was disappointing in the moment. Um, Arsenal in Europe is not good. And that will not be shaken this year. Now, of course, if even if we won the Europa League, people would be saying, oh, it's the Europa League. But you still want to have some success in Europe. You know, we've been in the competition. If you're in the competition, why not try to win it? Yeah. And that's my thoughts. But um, now, after that, I think this will be better for us and we can use this as a opportunity to just focus on winning the title with 10 games to go. Um, so, yeah, you have to have that perspective. Was I pissed at the moment? Yes. Do I think we need to really, really upgrade um, next year, bring in some Champions League quality players? 
Yes, because we are not good in Europe. So that European block we have from Arsenal from pretty much the beginning of time, I mean, we really don't have any European trophies. We have a couple, the Champions Champions Winter Cup, something like that, and then another cup from the 60s, but none of the big cups. So yeah. we need to shake that. We need to shake that for sure. Um, it was disappointing at the time, but – yeah, you have to have perspective now. Now we have to win the Premier League, and I think we can. So what did you think of that game, the um, Europa game? Well, th- that shot that that Portuguese player that was hated, ridiculous. that was absolutely absurd. I think he definitely deserves a lot of credit for that. I think um, that'll be the Puskas. That was uh, – the other thing about a situation like that, and again, you're talking about a guy who has a crazy fucking keeper. A situation like that, dude, is – it. Ramsdale, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? What do you mean? You cannot be caught off like that. Yeah, I think it was just placed in the perfect spot, too. Ramsdale plays up, and that's from Arteta. Yeah. So I don't even think that was – I can't even blame him for that. I think that was just a great fucking – it was a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, truly. Yeah. Um, I was just like, what the fuck? That – was not needed at the time, um, at least from a momentum perspective. What the fuck? Um, the the. I'm also curious. So you don't have a third keeper or a second keeper that yeah, you well, go to for pens. I know Turner, but like, like you have a could. pens keeper. Yeah, I, I mean Turner think, would be the the pens keeper. I think he's good at penalties. Yeah, because um, I was gonna say we do. I think, I'm pretty sure if it went to pens, Ortega would get in for us. We would actually sub Eddie off. I think he might have did that if he didn't have the injuries. Okay. okay. I think the injuries really fucked us. Took away two subs. And there was something else that I noted about the game that I wanted to ask you. Um, uh, Saliba, was that precautionary or was it just he he Um, legit is going to be out for a little bit? So... It was precautionary, but they did an MRI. They found something. I don't think it's too crazy, but he is going to be. He withdrew from France, which is good. And fuck yeah, it's a blessing that the international break is coming up. Um, We have Leeds our first game back too. So for me, my mindset is: don't worry about Leeds. I think Holding can come in and do a good job. We saw him do a good job against Sporting. We saw him do a good job against Trey Turner home run. Uh, one nothing USA. Um, yeah, he's balling. We yeah, saw him. We saw Holding do a good job against Sporting. We saw him do a good job against Palace. I'm pretty sure he can do a good job against Leeds. Get Saliba ready for Anfield April 9th. And from what I heard, it's just a couple week injury, back aggravation. He's had some problems with it in the past. MRI showed a little bit of something, but nothing serious. So just get Saliba ready for Anfield. That's my mindset. April 9th. I am. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's crazy to think that as a club with no other competitions, you legit can can say right now you know how many games you have left. Yes, like I do like that. It's it's just like the game in. I, I'm looking at my hand right now, and I have a game in it. Mm-hmm. I just well, you have a potential for FA Cup, FA Cup final. Yeah, two. Uh, let's say you run the gauntlet in the Champions League. That's an extra five. So that's seven. And then you have 11 Premier League games. So 18 games, possibly, yeah. potentially. Um, 
because you guys have a game in hand now. Now Arsenal's eight points up after the Palace victory. Right. Yeah, that, that is nice to say. You can truly focus on 10 games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to start winning these Euro- European competitions. And I, I'm really curious to see how we perform in the Champions League next year because that's going to be interesting. That and that, that's up. one of the reasons I want to win the Prem, obviously, the glory, and we need to win. But we need to get in pot one for, for the Champions League draws. Because I, I just know if we're in pot three, we're going to have Real Madrid. We're going to have fucking uh, Bayern. Like, it's going to be a f- stupid fucking uh, a draw that we're going to get. I just absolutely yeah. know that. So you brought up a perfect segue. And this is something that I think another reason why you want to emphasize the importance of winning the league and the revenue. Uh, from a wages perspective, this is going into the season. Obviously, you've had changes to your wages because you've actually, you know, restructured Saka mm-hmm. and Martinelli. Huge. So you're, you're, it's gone up. So yeah, but not a lot in the wages. No, 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 not, I mean, but this is the point. Right now, you sit at at the time you were sitting at two hundred and twelve million in wages, um, about three million ahead of Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the reason I bring that up is because you have United up at 384, Liverpool up at 368, City at 354, and then Chelsea at 342. It's Chelsea at 342, and then you see Arsenal at 212. That gap, Mm -hmm. that gap right there, that in my humble opinion is Champions League players. You've said it it yourself. It's that next phase to where you need those Champions League type performances. Um, And yeah, it's almost like you're trying to get Champions League players, but that revenue that you would get from winning the league, I feel like you're talking to Declan's. You're maybe, why not have the conversation about a Killian, about a Neymar, about Mm -hmm. some of these major. These are some bigger names. Your club has done it in the past. Yeah. Not, I mean, I, I, I got Yaya. <laughs> like this, Yaya Terry was a major signing for us. Well, now Holland. But, I mean, should we sign Jude, knock on wood, that'd be like a historic signing for us. Like, yeah, I don't mean, have those that you guys do. I think that'll be the next phase. But I, I truly think last year, if, if we had gotten Champions League, um, you would have seen Sterling come to Arsenal instead of Chelsea. I think mm-hmm. you would have seen Serge Gnabry possibly come back to Arsenal. I think that was truly on the table. There was a lot of smoke towards that. I think Gnabry even commented on it. But without Champions League, we didn't go for him. But yeah. I, I think I think that was on the table. I know we had a Champions League plan. So and, you just uh, named you know, Raheem Sterling like he's world class, right? Is that what you just did? I know Arteta <laughs> likes him. I, I, just know that, I know that that link was genuine. Yeah. I could tell the difference between genuine links and bullshit links. Yeah, that Sterling one was genuine, and I believe it. We saw him bring Jesus Zinchenko. So no, I'm no. not saying he's world class, but when you go to Champions League, you need people who have been there. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't have been opposed to it. I think he would have fit in well, and I think he would have definitely been better. He would have Arteta would have been better than Tuchel. Arteta would have been better than Potter for Raheem Sterling. Um, no. But I'm not saying because that that's what I wanted. I'm saying because 
I know that link was genuine, and I truly <laughs> believe he would have came to us instead of Chelsea if, if we had Champions League. I, it's one hundred percent about that. Yeah, it's one hundred percent a thing. I can believe that as well. You just look at the trends: Sinchenko and 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 Jesus already coming. I mean, Jesus when Jesus signed, I was like, I mean, duh. I think everybody knew that was that was like that was happening. You know, Miguel needed that, and the club needed that, and adding Sinchenko. I mean, the Swiss Army knife himself. The man with touches out the wazoo. I mean, it's it's he's yeah. It was just clear as day. So that next level, um, um, again with winning the league and seeing where your wages are next year, how you can kind of combat Champions League. It's going to be really really fun. I love summer windows. I love all of the changes right now that you can do. Like I get nerdy about this more than I do about yeah. like NFL drafts or like boring ass. Uh, and free agent, well, NFC or NFL free agency is dope, and NBA free agency is dope. But I see this like free agency; it's always fun to me. Oh yeah, I I, I think our big moves will be. <clears throat> I actually think we'll, we might get another striker. Um, yeah, I think, I've seen be, that. I think that'll be a big move. Uh, who it's going to be, I'm not sure, but I think Declan Rice is number one on our list. Um, I'm sure Chelsea is going to try to weasel him off of us again. He's number one on your draft board. Yeah, I know that. But if Chelsea don't get Champions League, he's not going to go there. I'm sorry, he's not. And if he does, I'm sorry, we don't want it. We don't want you then. You can come play for a team that play great football, or you can go play for Harry Potter and the Muggles. Levels. Yeah. Levels. So we don't want you. But I think yeah. Declan's on the top of our list. If we don't get him, Milinkovic Savage will be up there. A guy like Caicedo yeah. will be up there. Yeah. Um. Striker, I don't know. That's one position I will be looking into before the window. I don't know who we're going to get, but I think we're definitely going to get a striker. <clears throat> More of a target man type of guy because we have too much false nine right now, and that's not going to work in the Champions League. We need another type of striker um, yeah. to switch things up. So I think that, and then we'll be good on the wings. Trossard, wing. Jesus can play on the wing. Um, Saka, Martinelli, of course. And then I think we'll get a right back. I said this last podcast. I think the Takiero Tamiyasu injury shows that up. I can yeah. see us going for Dumfries at Inter Milan. I think that could mm-hmm. be a move, more of an attacking type guy, something like that. So I think that'll be our three three major upgrades there. And I think if we do that, and I and I know we're we're going to do it. Um, I think I think the owners are ready to invest big time. Um, we saw Cronkay's net worth go up two billion. Two billion. He was already like twelve billion. His wife's worth like eight billion. So um, they got money. They got money. These people. So I think they're ready to invest. I could see a, a nice two hundred million window for for Arsenal this year, and they need it. We need it. We need we need those upgrades so we can compete in both competitions, multiple competitions next year. Something that. When we review the season, whether we win the Premier League or not, that's a criticism I'm going to have, even if we win it. We did not compete well in all competitions. Carabao Cup against Brighton rotated the whole team out right away. Man City, FA Cup, six rotations. Didn't didn't have enough to get through that. That's a tough draw in any. So we could have played our starters and lost in that one, but I feel like we didn't. We didn't. We rotated too much in these competitions. No. I think we need to be able to, you know, do one or two changes, but we need to be good enough to compete on all fronts. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, in this Europa League, I didn't like I didn't like the rotations. Um, I think you come out with Jesus, 
let's give them 45 minutes. Let's take them off. For me, you're not taking that game too seriously, in my opinion. You're basically like, hey, this is uh, this is training for Jesus, guys. Yeah. Because like you're setting in the time he's coming off. Like this is a, this is the back end of a two leg tie at home. Trossard's been balling. Do you want to win this or do you want to give Jesus forty five minutes? Right. So that that's that's the criticisms, and I think Mikel probably knows that as well. I think Mikel's smart, and he says, "Listen, I want to win the league. I think we can win the league, move. but yeah. I think we need to make sacrifices next year." I already talked to the owners. We're, we're going to invest big. We're, we're pretty much got Champions League wrapped up. We're going to invest big. Next year is the year where we compete for multiple. But this year, it's Premier League or bust. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, you, you definitely just whispered as Mikel. Yeah. <laughs> and that's definitely Mikel doing that. And that's definitely the play. And go on a summer shopping spree after, hopefully you don't, but after you potentially, hypothetically, in this scenario, win the league. Um, I, it'll be very interesting. I think, and what, what's funny, what's great about it from your perspective, nothing, no one else matters. Mm-hmm. Not a single, not a single, anyone else matters. If Arsenal just do Arsenal, it's yours. Simple, simple. Then you don't have to complicate it. It doesn't have to get any further than just look in the mirror. It's us. Yeah. What we've done. It's what we will continue to do. Just keep playing. And if there is, any bit of bottling, it will show itself. Mm-hmm. You can, I'm not doing the last year conversation or the history or any. I don't give a hulu fuck. None of, unless you believe in ghosts, unless you believe in spirits, acknowledge that and say that first. If you don't, then keep that shit out. I don't want it. It's nothing to do with it. This yeah. we are ten games left. This team is incredible. Mm-hmm. They are by far the best in the league. They have one hundred percent at every point. There's minus city up until now. Wait, have you haven't been beat? Like, what's your worst goal? Goal loss two three to one to city. Fucking hell! Just that's incredible. You're really that's. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I would at say. Look at our differential. You have the yeah, we're three like, rises to the top. Yeah. 42 for City. Oh. 40 for Arsenal. Six yeah. for Man United. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was hoping you'd say it. <laughs> I'm already seeing these Man United fans. That people are doing their Premier League teams of the season now. International break. Oh, this is the content that comes out. You know, these are the slow weeks. And I'm seeing people, Man United fans, losing their mind about Lis- why is Lissandro not in over Gabriel? Oh God! Gabriel's man. never given up more than three goals. Yeah. Lissandro's <laughs> done that three times. Yeah. And the season's not over. He was on those teams. I don't want to hear it was Scott McTominay's fault. You can't say he's the best fucking defender in the league, and he's given yeah. up in three games a combined fucking uh, seventeen goals. Fuck that. <laughs> That 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 doesn't happen to our team. That doesn't happen to City. No. So get the fuck out of here with that shit. It happened. City gave up three goals to Man United when they were fucking not even trying. Yeah. That happens to you when you guys are trying. So fuck off with that shit. I'm gonna go on a rant at the end of the season. How can you give up seven goals and you're you're the best center back in the league? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think United, I'm very confused as to where their mindset is because there doesn't, 
you guys have not been consistently doing it. There have been flashes, and this is why I hope, I really hope, so, I mean, it's going to take such a toll to do it, but should we get United in the FA final? Fucking hell, bro. That I would be rooting be, for City that day. I would love the opportunity to just deny all of that and give some just reminder of placement and understanding to the levels of this. Because I think we, right now, this back half, I, I, this is an Arsenal thing, but this is the one thing I want to say about City. When every season we've had a run, and every time in our se- in our championship seasons, our run or our Premier League season runs, mm-hmm. we've had our run towards the winner that have created a point differential that ultimately was too large to overcome. Might have taken down to the end of the th- last game. Might have happened in like the three, four, five games left. But ultimately, minus one of those four that we've won, the Liverpool. I forget the year. I think it might have been eighteen nine. I forget the year, but. Liverpool were up and we actually came back and won the league. Mm -hmm. So every other time, three out of the four, we've done it with a a large point differential, double digits towards the winner. And then as the spring came, we were just cooling. So this year with the World Cup and everything, it's almost made our run on the really back half of the season, Mm -hmm. which I think even not even talking Premier League, I'm talking Champions League. I feel like it can make us be that much better now in the quarters, semis, and hopefully the final. Whereas those other years, our run in the Premier League kind of equated to strong runs in the round of 32 and the others in the 16 and then maybe, you know, knockouts and all that kind of stuff. We didn't get to that semifinals. We were kind of drifting and kind of, okay, now that the Prem's done, now we're kind of like having those like – end of the trend kind of thing so if our timing can be right fucking hell it can be so amazing for the champions league um yeah it's it's interesting because i just looked up the fa cup final would be june 3rd and then the champions league final would be june 10th usually the champions league final is memorial day weekend usually always that's when it is um so end of may now it's going to be like three weeks later and i guess that's probably because of the world cup but it's interesting. It's almost going to be a whole month later. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. It, w- at what point, and we'll talk about Arsenal Crystal Palace next, and then we'll mm. we'll start laughing at people, um, <laughs> particularly uh, another North London club, and then um, a club in Merseyside. We'll, we'll laugh at them a little bit as well. Yeah, Didn't even play this weekend, but uh, still, still having bad weekends. Oh, yeah, bad bad Holding an L and you didn't even play. <laughs> like, how did you get fired on your day off? That classic, <laughs> that classic Friday quote. <laughs> but, so um, fucking funny, dude. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But at, <laughs> at what point are you conceding the league? If you guys, uh, let's say you lose to Liverpool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's right there. It's right there. Are you because you're, you're eight points there. behind? Game in hand. Um, yeah. That game in hand is. Do you know who the game in hand it would be? Uh, I do, and it's actually a that one. All right, we were talking game in hand. So who who's that game in hand against? It's West Ham. Okay, home no. away. Uh, I'll click on it, and it's at the Etihad, so it's home. Okay, so that shouldn't be too tough. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we'll see. And then, so your game from this weekend also got rescheduled. No. 
Yeah, no, not your game from this weekend, but your game whenever the FA Cup at Wembley semifinal is going to be, you guys are going to play Brighton. So that'll have to be another rescheduled game. Yep. So that's going to be interesting as well because West Ham, eh, West Ham, Brighton, yeah. they're a serious team. Right. Serious team this year. And I think that's an away game for you guys. So mm-hmm. that's a tough one. Going to the Amex, that stadium's been rocking this year. Um, and they're fighting for European places. So I think that's a really tough uh, rescheduled game you guys will have in the league. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Definitely a tough one. But um, – so, so what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so at what point are you conceding? If, if you come yes. out and lose to Liverpool and we beat Leeds, and then are you are you that 11-point gap, is that too much for you? So you play, you play Liverpool as well, right? The ninth. Okay. So this is, this is how I see it right now. If we lose to Liverpool, I still think we can win the league, and here's why, because you have to play Liverpool too. And I'm banking on them beating your ass if they can beat my ass. So there's that. That that offsets. That's my mind state. If you guys drop points and we beat Liverpool, I think then it's I'll over. be saying it's over. It's over. Yeah. So so but, but that that Liverpool game's pivotal for me. Let's assume win let's or assume, lose actually too. Oh, yo, absolutely. So win or lose, Liverpool game for both of us. I I if, if and let's go the same way. Let's play the route that it stays the same. If I lose and then you lose, fine. This is what this is my rule. I need a loss to another team other than Liverpool and a draw or a loss to you and we're done. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it is. Not a draw against anyone else. I still think we're in it cuz I still think that opens up the gap for you to just be able to draw. I mean we we have the game in hand. So it's a loss to anyone else other than Liverpool and Arsenal and losing to you. And I think we're done. Yeah, that Liverpool game for us is pivotal, very pivotal. I think if we can get by that test, I think Over. the tests, the test would be just Etihad and then St. James and ah, St. James. I'm just, yeah. I, I, the only reason is because last year we had that nightmare performance at the end of the season. But this is a different team. I could totally yeah. see us having having that. It's still a tough game. Listen, Newcastle is always tough to play at. That crowd will be ready to play. Spoiler. They're fighting for top four as well. So, um, Nick, Nick Dope. Nick Dope. Nick Dope. But um, he withdrew too, I think I just saw from England. Um, he's probably like, I'm really going to go play third keeper to fucking, to fucking Jordan Pickford? Nah, I'm good. I'll stay home. I'll play video games. That's disrespectful. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Like, Fuck, Fuck out of here. I'd go home too. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, Palace this weekend, 4-1. Um, Patrick Vieira, RIP. Um, we 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 got your payback though, Guna for life. We slapped up your former team that wrongly yep. fired you. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was good. Martinelli, goal again. He's on fire right now. He is on absolute fire. I'm happy for him because uh, he missed the penalty, and you kind of wonder sometimes what effect that can have. And he put that to bed right away. He gets our first goal. Saka with a brace and Jaka with another goal um, on the weekend. So, yeah, um, you know, we can talk about mentality and stuff like that, but you lose to City after a VAR meltdown from uh, in the Brentford game after a disappointing loss to Everton, and um, you respond with six wins in a row. I can definitely say you guys have proper, proper mentality, and they do. Um, 
you know, 120 minutes on Thursday, heartbreaking penalty loss in a match where you're fired, uh, yep. favored to win, and you come out and you, you know, slap slap Palace right away. A yep. team that Palace has come to the Emirates and have had success recently. Mm-hmm. They We haven't beaten them in our last four games at the Emirates. So um, as bad as the form they're in, no manager bounce. Uh, it could have been a tricky game, but they just came out and slapped them, slapped yep. them up. Um, Ben White was amazing, just amazing. Not picked to England squad again. E- embarrassing, just absolutely embarrassing. Uh, I At don't this point, change your squad. nationality. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure people will. I mean, we could talk about Balogun, who's a young youngster that has 17 goals in the French League, didn't even get a look at for the England squad. Come to USA, bro. Come. Come on, Come man. to USA, my friend, because you are not playing under that bum manager Southgate. Yeah. Harry Kane will be 46 years old, still starting for England. He'll be like, why'd you pick me, Southgate? <laughs> I retired seven years ago, my friend. <laughs> why did you pick me? You'll see, oh, Southgate picked Harry Kane. What? Who? Again? He retired seven years ago. You mean his son? Yeah. Yeah. Harry Kane Jr. Um, but yeah, no. Ben White was awesome. Everybody was awesome. Even even Rob know. Holding stepped in and did a good job. So I saw that. Um, I saw he had a good rating. I was yeah, kind of pissed about that. Good game. He played good. Listen, Holding can play against these teams, but I'm not trying to see Rob Holding at Anfield. I'm not trying <laughs> to see that at all. I'm not trying to see that. So that's why I'm saying Saliba, get him ready for then, um, which I think he'll be ready. I think he'll be ready. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, anything to say about that? Because uh, why, why do you flip the switch for the Premier League, Arsenal? Why Why are you guys yeah. just that's what so I'm saying. fucking like, – we just- I just don't fucking get it, man. I'm frustrated. Like, I'm really frustrated by it. Like, it just, like, it's it's a game. I get it in hand. The whole time I was like, fuck it, F.A. But then I see that there's, like, you guys are mopping. It's just like, man, fuck. It's like, I I can't, I know, obviously, that, like, you can't keep up, you know, the sustainability of winning all that. But fucking hell. It's just the run, the run, the, 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 the dominance in the prem. I mean, everyone has been getting slapped by you guys. It's like, it's it's and it's not even close. Some of them don't even put up a fucking fight. Like, it's it's shameful, shameful. Fuck these teams. <laughs> yeah, that's, hate that's them. how I usually feel when City play them. So I know how you feel, dude. I know how you feel, and that's that. That was me last year when Tottenham were hot. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, how is Tottenham doing this? Yeah, I was Tottenham doing this, and uh, that'll be a good segue because <laughs> it is the history of Tottenham. Oh, Tottenham! Sense of responsibility, alibi, another alibi. Sense of responsibility, alibi, another, another alibi, alibi, another, alibi, another, another alibi. Oh my! Oh my! Tottenham. Uh. It all comes crashing down. Uh, 3-3 draw at the weekend, and that wasn't even the most embarrassing part. The most embarrassing part was the press conference where your manager, Antonio, Antonio Conte, came in and basically did a long rendition of the history of Tottenham that Cellini did. It was like the extended version. You know how you get like... You get those cut versions that you see in movie theater, and then you're like, oh, shit. You know, you can tell what they cut from this movie. Yeah. I can't wait for the extended version on DVD. It was the history of Tottenham extended version. 
Antonio Conte letting the clip off. Oh, my God. Letting the clip off, just absolutely eviscerating his squad. It was hilarious. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Try to plot it. Try to plot it every time. And uh, this situation. Ah, come on, come on, come on. We are professional. We, we, we paid, the club paid us a lot of money. The players receive money. <laughs> He's still going, Brian. He hasn't shut the fuck up yet. He's still talking right now. <laughs> and Daniel Levy, the gut, gutless mutt he is, still hasn't employed. I mean, first of all, <clears throat> the game, the game was was a joke. Southampton on the road, um, get the three three draw, up three one. Theo Walcott, former Gooner, hasn't scored a goal all year, gets the second goal. It's just poetry in motion. Ainsley Maiton Lyles, former Gooner, wins the third penalty. James Ward Prowse, who should be on the England squad above people like Mason Mount. How does Mason Mount get picked for the England squad? Another fucking another story to go on. But yeah, Ward-Prowse, beautiful penalty, 3-3. Honestly, I did not think it was a pen. But the Saints were put, uh, the, yeah, the Saints, uh, Southampton Saints, right? They're the Saints? Yes, the Saints. Yeah, they were putting it to them that game. And if you're just looking at the, the end of the game, it probably deserved to be a draw. Like I said, I don't agree with the penalty. But, you know, um, what, what do you think about this whole Conte situation? Because I hate the Spurs, you know that. I, you, don't, you don't like the Spurs either. but. You know, there, there's two ways to look at this. The first way, which is where we absolutely laugh at Tottenham for being Tottenham and just this shit happening to them all the time. So excited about top four last year, not even a year later, and your manager's eviscerating you on some fucking, that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker type. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was that fucking vicious. It was, I was waiting for the game money. <laughs> I was waiting for that shit in the background. Um, so we can laugh at it from that perspective, but we can also. <laughs> we he can didn't have to come off the top rope, my God. That's what it was. It was worse than that. He should have said that to Levy. Um, or we can put our analytical hat on and say, Conte, we should not be throwing stones at a glass house, my guy. You should not be throwing stones at a glass house. Who are you to talk? 3-1 against bottom of the league Southampton, and you're not walking away with a victory? Who the fuck are you to talk, dude? <laughs> you went into fucking the FA Cup against Sheffield United and no. walked away with a loss. You went into a fucking... Who, who else did they play in the Carabao Cup? Didn't they lose to another shit fucking team in that competition? You're losing the championship sides in, in cup competitions. Mm-hmm. You're losing to a terrible Inter Milan or uh, AC Milan in Champions League. Can't even get a goal at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Beyonce was coming. You couldn't even give her a goal as her introduction. <laughs> I mean, so 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 I have a few things. I have a few things because I want to catch up. Okay, this is Antonio Conte and an answer to why this is happening. They're used to it here? Is that They're what he's saying? They're used to it. They're yeah, used that was basically, to it it's the history of Tottenham. 
My guy. So there's a couple angles that we need to look at here, okay? Because what you just did, ah, oh, come on. Alibi, alibi. No, no, no respect to the players. Alibi. Look, dude. You are responsible for this shit too, Antonio. You, Conte, are talking like you're an outsider looking at the club. Like you have no hand or responsibility in anything that's fucking business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you were hired (laughs) as a fucking uh, consultant just to look and say, maybe you guys play three back. Maybe not. I don't know. Up to you. Like, what the fuck, man? No, that's not how this works. You are responsible as well. You put the lineups out. You chose to not play the young guys. You didn't work with the club with the budget. We're going to talk about the club here in a second too and i'm lighting this second l to those motherfuckers because that is a conversation i need to have you actually your wisdom is going to lead to that here's what we need to talk about from the different aspects there's an aspect that he is not i've seen the fans say this he ain't saying nothing wrong he ain't lying to us tottenham fans i mean we understand where he's coming from okay let's stop right there sir you backed this move This situation is not playing well. He calls a spade a spade. But remember, he signed up for it too. Mm -hmm. And we're backing the outing of this. There are principles in all walks of life, in all situations. You want to learn how to win? Open up the book of principles on how to win. You want to learn how to run a club? Open up the book of principles on how to run a club. All of them change. There's thousands of different books in every single situation. You choose which one to fucking open. But this scenario is breaking rule number one of my philosophy on how to win. You never shit on the fucking club in public. Period. Bar none. End of conversation. Which I'm pretty fucking sure a guy like Antonio Conte knows. And he did it on fucking purpose. Because he wants that fucking paper. But I'm going to leave that to a side conversation. Because this is the real thing I want to get to. If this is the scenario at Tottenham and this is the club. As I light this blunt on Tottenham's head. Help me understand, Brian. Because you've had the wisdom to say. This is why you don't back owners. Now, I think that statement needs a little bit of some editing before it's absolutely perfect. I think the statement's perfect when you say, don't back petty, penny counting owners. This motherfucker is as cheap as shit. He doesn't give a fuck about the club, the players, the winning, the trophies. That's why their cabinet has been empty. Any owner that looks at a club as a fucking valuation and an opportunity to be on the Forbes list and the Delote list and all that shit needs to sell their clubs and move fast. You have to spend money when you own a fucking Premier League football club. Period. Bar none. End of conversation. I'm sorry. If you want to win, you have to do it to a certain degree. And what they have done is not show consistency and ability to have a program, a a, a regimen, a a scouting system, 
just an overall full functioning football club. And this is case in point why when you go sign up with the devil who tells you who the history shows you, Brian, I need the fucking purse when I show up. I need at least 100 mil. I need at least four players and one of them's Italian. And I need it now. And if he doesn't get it, we're going to have problems. This was a ticking time bomb that you and I have been on since the jump. And yes, we both don't like the club. And yes, it sounds petty because you have a deep rivalry with them. The deepest of rivalries with them. And they, from just a Premier League standpoint, have beaten us in the last few years. And if we lose the league this year, we might be looking at that game like, what the fuck kind of cost you? So I don't want to have that conversation because I hate this fucking club. But at the end of the day, they deserve all of this shit because this is what they signed up for. Not running a club well. And this is why you don't back penny counting shitty fucking Walmart budget price shopping motherfuckers. Fuck them. You don't deserve shit. Get rid of the club. Give it back to the fans. Do it right. Get someone in there who wants to make it. Get it going. Or, like you and I would prefer, levy at the wheel, baby. Keep it moving. Yeah, keep it there. Keep it there. And yeah, it's a fucking mess over there right now. Because, yeah, you should have seen this coming. But for me, like... And Antonio Conte, you're supposed to be this this legend manager, but really, let's let's take a look at this. You won the league with Chelsea. That was your last league title. Actually, Milan was two years ago in yep. Syria. Okay, but his record in cup competitions is just awful, awful. I think he's won one domestic cup in all of his time. Yep. One domestic cup. Ten Hag's already done that. Arteta did that in six months as well. One domestic cup, and you're supposed to be this elite manager. And I'm fucking sorry, but you standing up there and pointing the blame at the owners is goddamn pathetic. Yeah, we know Levy's not the best owner, but we also knew that 16 months ago when you signed the fucking contract. You signed it here, and you guys got Champions League, and you wanted Richarlison, and you got Richarlison. You wanted (laughs) Basuma, you got Basuma. Did you watch Jed Spence? I don't know, but you got Jed Spence. And I don't know if you saw, but he played pretty fucking good against Kylian Mbappe this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think you could have used him instead of Emerson Royal. So Great I'm seeing point. a lot of fucking finger pointing. I'm Great seeing point. a lot of fucking excuses instead of, hey, what can I do with these tools? Because I'm sorry. A lot of managers would take a front line of Harry Kane, Son, and Kulisevsky. Oh, with- my days. With which with, with Richarlison as your first attacking option off the bench, I think oh, a lot of managers would sign up for that. I think I think David Moyes, who's struggling right now, would sign up for that. I think mm-hmm. I think um, I think the Everton team would sign up for that. You know, they'd probably take Richarlison back at this He's point. The Brighton manager, that front three, exactly. Even I mean, though Matoma's killing it, probably only two or three managers that are going. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with what I have. Probably mm-hmm. Arsenal, City. United United would probably take a couple pieces. We know they want Harry Kane. So yeah. yeah I, I think I think I think it's pathetic actually for, for Antonio Conte. And the fact that Livy wasn't like, hey, motherfucker, I didn't tell you to start 
Lucas Moura in a fucking cop cup competition. And exactly. if and if Levy did do that, then why didn't you that little tantrum you threw? Why didn't you throw that after the FA Cup loss? Yeah, because we well, know that's then, not the case. Call Levy out then and say, "Hey, he made me uh, throw the cup competition." Why didn't you call him out then? You didn't. Yeah. You're doing it now because you see top four slipping away, and you don't want that on your name. So you're pointing the fucking fingers when you are the most culpable. I watched Tottenham all year. There's maybe one fucking game where they actually play good football. Yeah. One fucking game I've seen. And I think it was the fucking Southampton game, which was like the second game of the season. Every other game, you guys have played diabolical bullshit football that just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. Arts. It doesn't work anymore. You're not going to win titles doing that shit. And if you come to Tottenham, all you had to do, motherfucker, was win a goddamn trophy. Something that Ten Hag did in his first year, and you would have been a fucking legend because they've been so, because they've been so, so the bar yeah. is low for you. Nobody oh. asked you to come in and win the Premier League. They said win a fucking Carabao Cup, and we'll fucking put a statue up of you. <laughs> if that club wasn't located in London, man, I'd love to see what the fuck they're worth. Yeah. If that club was not in that stadium, I'm telling you, I would love to see what Tottenham's value was. That and- club is, that fucking club is attached to that stadium. And it's like, yo, like, I loved it. Go ahead, shit on Tottenham. I think it's hilarious. More banter, more banter. We have a lot, but we got more. And it's coming from their own manager. But if I'm just looking at it from from a a level-headed standpoint, I'm saying you have a lot of nerve because you're as culpable as anybody on that team, anybody on that team, for saying they give up or they don't try hard. And I, I really would love to know who that was aimed at. Who are you talking about? That's oh, the question. Who do you yeah. think it was? So, so best believe if I'm in that if I'm in that locker room right now. Oh, mate, we're having a conversation the next morning. We're having a conversation yeah. the next morning. Like, who was that aimed at? You, you taking digs, my guy? What, what's going on? What do I need to do? What conversations are we not having? Because I like, yes, we 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 lost a game or drew a game um, that we shouldn't have, but you know it's it's not on me, et cetera. You know, if I'm Harry Kane or, I mean, I mean, honestly, all of them have to look in the mirror because they all have that fucking loser mentality. Yeah. Um, but it, it all, they're all baby, bro. He said it. They're all okay with not playing big games. Yeah. They're all okay with not having that stress. And it all starts from the top, bro. I think we yeah. know where the issues are. If it's manager after manager, in and out, and nobody's winning there, and every time a manager comes in and there's a problem with spending, there's a problem with getting the coaches right with Mourinho, and there was a problem with Pochettino and being able to have that contract extension and paying him the right due, even though he saw success. Everywhere you see the penny counting, how can you expect a good business to be run when you're going to every different department and saying, oh, you need $50 million? Well, here's five. Figure it out. You're not going to find great success when you do that everywhere. We just had a conversation about how you're anticipating the wages to go up. You're top seven or eight in wages in the prem, and it's about to go up. But guess what comes up with that reward? Top four. Can you hear me now? Top four. That's what you're after, Tottenham. That's what you're doing. That's what the, that's what the whole point is. So. When you get these low 
cheap mindset. Every single shit. You can't even pick one where you're like, you know what? You in the players department. Next window, 300 million. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why? What are you holding on to it for? You're greedy little prick. Get rid of the fucking team. If you don't want to spend, you're the worst. You're the worst. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. You think now let's end with this and then we'll talk about the Merseyside, uh, the Merseyside team. You think, um, so he's getting fired this week, right? It's, it's already kind of, I think now, I think it's actually hap- kind of happened. I do have an update on something else. Uh, oh, really? when we get to the mercy side, Oh God, okay. do yeah, I have say, that? Um, yeah. let, me, let me see if, but yeah, they're basically saying international week, he's, he's going to be fired by the end of this week. He'll be out of oh, a job. Yeah. They're making so, arrangements right now on the on the on the one of the training or the academies. Uh, I don't know. I voted for Yaya Ture because <laughs> he's currently the uh, the academy coach. Yeah, so I didn't see anything break, but they, they're rumored talking to Pochettino already. They're rumored to have already said, "Hey, he's out the door at the end of this week." Um, do you think that they will fall out of the top four? Yeah, he's talking to Pochettino again. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's no good endings at Tottenham. They, they <laughs> love you because you brought them to a Champions League final. That's my oh, advice to Pochettino. Glad you no just hop that happy up. endings at Tottenham. You're going to go back and you're going to fail again. Yep. And everything good that you did in the past will be forgotten. The Champions yep. League final, all that good stuff. Second place finishes in the Premier League. All of that will be forgotten. Don't do it, Pochettino. Wait for another job. I would advise you to eh, sit around a little bit. You know, you never know. Chelsea could want you next year. Just six months from now. Six months from now, Chelsea could want you. I would even venture to say a job like Leicester City would be better than Tottenham. I mean, hey, you won't have to deal with uh, Daniel Levy in the, the Daniel Levy situation, having a shit owner like him. So <laughs> wait it out. There's plenty of opportunities that will open from now until December that are better than Tottenham. That would we be have- my advice. Don't go ruining a, what what they think of you in North London because, like I said, there are no happy endings with the Tottenham Hotspurs. So We, ha- we have to get an official sound bite for the Brian Whispers. Yes. Poach, I hope you're listening to those whispers, sir. Yeah. I hope I'll send it out to, to him. I'll send it out to him. You have to get that, bro. I mean, it's just perfect. That whisper is absolutely spot on. You know what the funny thing is? He's going to go back and do this oh, same money and dance, and it's going to yep. be wonderful. I give it, uh, I'm going to give it over or under 14 days where one of the players used the phrase, should have never left. <laughs> should have never came back. That that'll be that'll be how it ends. Should have never came back. The more the Mauricio Pochettino story should have never came back. Um, but yeah, so you think it's in jeopardy? Because I'm looking now. I'm choking um, on this one. Oh Newcastle, my god, that's hilarious. Newcastle, Isak looking good, starting to pick up form. Um, they're only two behind, two points behind Tottenham with two games in hand. Liverpool. Uh, Seven points behind Tottenham, two games in hand. Brighton, seven points behind Tottenham, three games in hand. Mm. So this top four race is also heating up. 
Do you think that they will maintain their position in the top four, or do you think they'll fall out? Now, let's look at some fixtures. I want to look at immediately what they have when we get back. And the reason I say that is because this, we could have gone done, and we probably need to do this on the pod later this week, the international break and who it helps and go yeah. through each club. Because this is an example for me where I think it doesn't help Tottenham. And here's why. They if have I'm Everton a, on the fixture coming back Monday night game. Okay. That's going to be away. That's going to be a tough game. That is going to be tough. playing all right under Sean Dyche. And they are. And they are. I agree. And you're right. Yeah, 3 p.m. So my thoughts, oh, it's going to be so tough. I don't know. They have a tough next four game, five games. Those first four games are going to indicate everything. I just went straight for the one game. Here, so Everton see. away, Monday night football. That's going to be tough. Goodison Park is going to be rocking for that game, 100%. They, they're coming off a draw to Chelsea. They also won the game against Brentford. Holy Christian, shit, they're and April's tough as fuck. Monday night game, yes. After that, home against Brighton, a team we just said you're in a top four battle with pretty much. Then Burnmouth, Burnmouth, a team who's picking up form a little bit, playing good, relegation scrap. They're stepping it up. They're trying to stay safe. Then you have Newcastle at St. James, followed by Man United at home. So – Really, the only game that's easy there is is Burnmouth, but we've seen Burnmouth play decent recently. So those are five tough games, and the more I look at the schedule, I'm saying, yo, you, top four is in jeopardy. Do you see who they end the on the month with on Sunday, April 30th? Nope. Let me look. Liverpool. Liverpool away, too. Wow. Yeah. So that's after the Man U game. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, the more I look at this, the more I'm saying – yeah, I think they're going to fall out. I can yeah. see, I can see Newcastle just staying the course, picking up points. Let's look at let's look at their schedule. Um, Newcastle. So Newcastle come back and they have um, Newcastle come back and they have United at St James, West Ham away, Brentford away, Villa away. Tottenham at home, so they have a tough schedule too. That's not that's not easy. Yeah, All those away games too. Um, and then on the thirtieth, they have. I think that might be the game they play us. Southampton. Southampton. They, yeah, you. They play Arsenal they play to start the month, May sixth. Yeah. So they, I don't know. That's it's going to be it's going to be. I mean, I would love to see a team like Brighton just sit off there on the sidelines and say, "All right, you guys throw punches at each other." You go into these tough fixtures. I would like to see them nick it. I don't think they'll have enough, but um, let's see their fixtures. I just looked for the 10 a.m. game or the game against uh, Newcastle. It's not the early morning game. I've now decided I'm about to go look at Arsenal's schedule and go see all of your 10 games and see the time. <laughs> they don't. They don't haven't scheduled like all the times yet. I think that's Sunday. Time. West Ham Arsenal's 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, so like the, the 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 times are scheduled for like the next five games. They usually keep it open because of like cup games and stuff like that, European fixtures. Um, but yeah, so Leeds is our first game back. It's after your game against Liverpool at ten a.m., which is what three three o'clock mm-hmm. European time, and then after that, Liverpool Sunday eleven thirty, which is three third uh, four thirty game Sunday. 
West Ham, you already said, is an early one on Sunday, but not the early, early kickoff. And then after that, Southampton, Friday, uh, Friday night game. So, and then Chelsea, Saturday, April 29th, 12.30 game, Saturday. So we, we don't have any 7.30 games so far. That's um, Sunday, April 9th, Liverpool game. Ooh, yeah. that's going to be and a doozy. And last game of the weekend, too. Yep, that's going to be a doozy. Definitely game of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. We have a bad record at Anfield, but while we're on the, while we're on the topic, yeah. they didn't Damn. play this weekend. However, Mr. Jude Bellingham, someone who I've been told by Liverpool in the nose. Yeah. Quotation marks in the nose. That it is a guarantee that Jude Bellingham will come to Liverpool. He'll come to Merseyside in the summer. Now, me and you have been texting about this because we've been seeing little reports that, first of all, I think it was FSG put out a little report. Do we really think investing all that money in one player is a good idea? Once I heard that, I said, I know this move. I know this move because my American owners have done this to me before (laughs) several times. And we have owners right now in America that do this to us. You start the PR hit. But you throw it out with little tiny breadcrumbs. You don't hit them in the face with it all at once. Never. It's a slow, slow trickle. Exactly. They pull your cock out and they tickle your balls a little. (laughs) Listen carefully. Listen carefully. He's not done. He's not done. Go on, Brian. Let him know. Let him know. Then another report comes out. I don't remember it exactly. But it was like Liverpool might be interested in, you know, getting McAllister and Caicedo or – McAllister and this other midfielder instead of investing in just one midfielder. Mm. Mm. I said, here it is. (laughs) They did a little more than tickle the balls this time. (laughs) Right. You listening? This week, David Ornstein said, I'm going for it. It's time to climax Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) And Ornstein, when Ornstein speaks – Listen, America. This is coming straight from the club. He said, hey, Ornstein, hit him with the hammer. Hit him on the fucking head and knock him out of their misery. David Ornstein announces, it is growing increasingly unlikely that Jude (laughs) Bellingham will go to Liverpool. We knew this was coming. This is the slow roll PR hit. (laughs) It was done perfectly. But throughout this time and still now, these idiots at Merseyside don't get it. You guys aren't getting Jude Bellingham. I've been saying I don't think it's happening. I really don't. I can't see Liverpool paying that much money. And in my opinion, it's probably the better move because one midfielder ain't going to help you. The James Milner one-year extension ain't going to help you. It's not going to do it. it. But hey, it's coming though. I, I knew this was coming. Once I heard that first story, I said, yep, I know this move because the Cronkies have done this to us before. They slow roll the PR. They don't hit you all with it at once. It's, hey, oh, man, you know what? What they do is they try to tell you that this is going to benefit you. Yep. It's, a, it's a real manipulation tactic. They go, hey, hey, 
<laughs> See all that money? Really, really worth it? And they go, you know what? How about two players are better than one? And then they go, yeah, fuck you. We know we teased you for two years about Drew Bellingham, but it ain't happening, my friends. Pack it up. <laughs> so um, I want to note, as of two hours ago, for another big name out there, you might have heard of him. Who? The Mutt. For B-City or Marano. Oh, for Romano. B-City gets in on it. The Tappan Merchant. The Tappan, exactly fucking, right. Yeah, he sees Ornstein do it. He's like, ah, I'm not going to fucking ride his dick yet. I'll wait two days. For Bericio Romano Cheese over here, Mr. Romano Cheese has announced, as of two hours ago, the father of Jude Bellingham is currently talking right now with Manchester City. And that's now, the nail on the coffin. That's the nail. <laughs> one scene was the hammer of the head. You passed out. You lost consciousness, and nobody was there to revive you. Fabrizio's picking up the body, and he's throwing it in the coffin. <laughs> Jesus, I do have my mud of the week lined up because oh, yeah, of these we got to get to that. Oh yeah, we can do it. But but Liverpool fans, I I just want to let you know, don't worry because. <laughs> Everything will be okay because Arthur Mello is going back to Juventus at the end of the season. That's right. The, the, too many injuries. Also announced that. So, yes, <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I mean, Liverpool and this club are an absolute shambles. They're an absolute shambles, in my opinion. Because, yeah, you're fighting for top four, and I, I, I don't hope you get it. I hope. I don't even know. It's going to be tough. Well, if we go with the concept of Tottenham are dropping off, that opens a spot, clearly. Yeah, but I think I think I would rather I, – I think, for me, Brighton's been more consistent. I, I could see them being better. I'm sure Liverpool and Brighton – oh, no. Do they have to play each other? They, I think they have to play each other again. So we'll see. Old. We'll see. Um but I just, they're so inconsistent, but they, they might be able to get it, but we will see. We will see. Liverpool do not play them in April. And in May, they do not. So they do not play Brighton. Their hardest game, in my opinion, is Villa, Brentford, West Ham, Leeds, U. Chelsea and me. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I just it ain't happening. It ain't happening, especially especially if um, they're not going to get Champions League football. I just can't see Jude going there without Champions League football. Agreed. And so that do your do your just the delusional mutt of the week. Oh, this is a good one, Brian. This is such a good one. This comes from Brooks G. Brooks underscore G when he did an athletic Q&A for uh, Liverpool Football Club. This was a Q&A for Liverpool Football Club per The Athletic. And the question was, what are the chances of having enough money to sign Bellingham and Kylian Mbappe and even Mount too? We can sell players if needed like Diaz to get the cash. My guy, you delusional absolute mutt of the week and maybe the fucking year. How insane are you to think that you are going to get rid of a player that you currently just 
signed. That guy has less than how many days? At Coming off an injury. Coming off an injury, and you're going to get X amount of value from him? One. Two, you want Bellingham, Mbappe, and Mount? The most egregious thing is that Mount was thrown in with those two names. <laughs> Not even that they want to get Mbappe and Bellingham. Just that you went, hey, let's get Mbappe, then let's get Bellingham. Then let's get Mason Mount. Huh? I thought you were going to go Neymar next. At least that would have been funny. Mason Mount. Oh, you can get him. Sure. Nobody wants him. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is a real person who actually threw in Mason Mount. So this person clearly ra- – and I and unfortunately, this idiot is going to get a little right because I actually hear little whispers are out there. Mason Mount might be going to Liverpool. That's what I'm hearing, too. He's one of the, uh, hey, maybe we can get these three guys instead of this one Jude Bellingham. <laughs> That's one of the names I meant to mention, but I can't even think of his name because he's so irrelevant. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Liverpool Reddit, too. And a guy named David Lynch came out and said, Liverpool are still in the race for Jude Bellingham's signature. Move has always been predicated on player choosing Anfield rather than victory and Eddie bidding war with Manchester City and Real Madrid. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is one of the funny things. A comment on this from Chad Bro Childhood Dude. (laughs) Chad Bro Chill Dude. Sorry. Sorry. I messed up your name, sir. Fuck David Ornstein. He's an idiot. Okay, he's only the most reliable journalist in the business, but we'll let it slide because uh, you're upset that your owners fucking pulled the the rug from under you again. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah, no, hilarious stuff. Um, You knew it was coming. Like I said, I know that PR move and yeah, it was coming. And so, uh, I mean, for me, it sounds like it's Real or City for Jude. You think you're going to get him? I mean, you guys are going to need a midfielder. I mean, people are going to get rattled by it and go, oh, City's going to possibly win the league again and then get Jude Bellingham and Gravardio. But you do need a midfielder. Bernardo's probably out the door. De Bruyne's a year older. Um, Gundogan's leaving. So that leaves a lot of room in that midfield, and you definitely need the upgrade. We have a maximum of about another three to four years of Kevin De Bruyne being any sort of product productive um at best right at it best. could be worse than that it could be yeah. two years i completely agree absolutely specifically as i say that i just go through my timeline he was named the uh captain for the belgian national squad so fuck me um whatever i i love him let him represent his country but obviously i know his wear and tear is going towards what i think is a useless cause unfortunately but yeah, it, it's it's the reality of it. Uh, Gundogan, uh, Barcelona. Duh, I'm not breaking news, and I'm not any sort of reporter. I just have a Twitter account. Gundogan is going to fucking Barcelona on a free. Um, mm-hmm. He loves Spain. You know, I, it's probably going to happen. He needs to move on, and I'm cool with it. I wouldn't be surprised also um, if Bernardo leaves. Know that that's coming. It's been going on. PSG now is the rumor. He prefers Spain, obviously, but Fr- France would be nice too. Um, I think he would probably accept it only because it would be a value we would accept. And I also think because Bernardo just really wants a change bad enough, 
uh, scenery wise. He's happy with the club. He's happy as days. He gives everything for us. It's such a unique situation. I mean, it's really, really weird. I mean, it's just kind of like a, he's playing the game like he's 75 and he's just kind of like, yeah, cool. I'll just sign this contract. I'll keep playing my ass off for you guys. And I think in a year, maybe where, who Spain, mm, I kind of want to go to there, but France right now, I don't know. Yeah, maybe like he's just fully committed to us, but he's not really like knowing it's a long-term plan. And like, I'm fully cool with where he at is, is as a mindset because I know he gives us everything. Now catch me again in the summer when I see more links and he's still staying with us, I'm going to be pissed. Like just leave. So hopefully it's the summer. Uh, Calvin Phillips on the out. Uh, West Ham are all over it. Drooling at the idea. Dude, I forgot about him. Yeah, I think a lot of people have. Um, that's <laughs> but, but Southgate didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> he made the England squad. So, so he's coming off injury. I hope he plays well for them. Yeah, I was he. I will say Pep was going with a strong squad for Burnley, and I was a little embarrassed for Calvin because he did not get a start. Rodri yeah. really probably could have used the rest. Rodri came off in the 66 minutes, so he eventually did play, and he got some good time, but still, he probably needed to get that full game. Kind of embarrassing there. Hopefully, he gets some good minutes in international, comes back healthy. Maybe oh, we'll man. give him some minutes um, down the line in some Prem games. I don't know. We'll see. That'll be Pep really kind of showing you. If he gets, I think he owes it to, to Calvin. If he keeps playing and he's healthy, that he might start a couple Prem games. And if that's the case, I don't want to hear rivals say, oh, he's throwing the league. He's just focused on Champions League. No, you owe the guy starts if he's playing well. And Rodri has been literally playing all year. So I'm saying it now. I want to justify the Calvin Phillips starts if it comes because he earns it in training and he stays healthy during international break he deserves the starts the guy hasn't been playing he's and he's now healthy give him a chance so we'll see that during clutch times i don't know we'll see it's pep so you never fucking know we might start him at keeper um yeah so that opens up the midfield a jude entry would be lovely and a lot of people will hate it call for money but when we see the wages at the end of the year confident at this point that my club will get the wages figured out obviously it doesn't fucking look good with all the charges and everything but if we spend i also can make the argument it looks good because it's basically us saying hey we're still business as normal we have nothing to hide if we did have something to hide we'd be changing up our ways and having you know tightening up and not spending anything so yeah we'll see um definitely will be interesting um, I think Real Madrid have a chance, but I think he wants to stay in England. He's still young too. I think that Real Madrid yeah. La Liga move comes later in their the people uh, their careers for for kids like this. Um, he's an England do, boy, so I think do he'll not stay. yeah do not doubt the Pep pool. This could be a situation where he legit says in an interview. I just want to have an opportunity to play for Pep. I don't know how long he's going to be coaching him anymore. It's a legendary manager. I mean that that obviously Erling and that connection and Jack and everyone kind of pulling at him. There's going to be connections almost anywhere. I don't know if he has that at Real Madrid, but he hey, it's also- not as strong as his connection with Jordan Henderson. <laughs> hey, speaking of, did you know he went to uh, he went to uh, Travis Scott? Or no, was it a Travis Scott? He went to a no, it was a Chris Brown. Yes, a Chris Brown, a Chris Brown concert with um, Trent Alexander Arnold. Oh, God. I'm sure I'm not Liverpool even fans printed that out and put it over their bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. 
wow. confirmed they were there together. So unbelievable. Um, there's one place I want to attend. Oh yeah, my delusional mutt of the week. Yeah, um, get out there. This was a tweet I stumbled upon. The original tweet was actually in January, um, but it was being thrown around a lot this week uh, by Man U fans. Retweeted all that good stuff. And it's a very short tweet, but it's a very delusional tweet, and that's why I picked it. Unpopular opinion, says Sinai, some idiot with Anthony as his fucking uh, avatar. Unpopular opinion, but Marcus Rashford right now is better than any version of Thierry Henry. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Oh my God! What an absolute imbecile! Jesus! We can just end the pod there. I'm done with that clown. Yeah, no, I'm not even commenting. That's insane. I know bro. you're ten years old and you never saw Mr. Thierry Henry. <laughs> bro, that but, man's um, an icon, bro. What the fuck yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> I won multiple Premier League titles, multiple Golden Boots. 2020 seasons. A lot of people don't remember that Thierry Henry that was a is thing. the guy De Bruyne is trying to catch and pass in the assist record. That was a people thing. People think it's like somebody else, but no, it's actually Thierry Henry, Arsenal <laughs> legend. 24 goals, 20 assists in a season. Yeah, wow. Who the fuck else does that? Multiple <laughs> titles. And when he couldn't win the Champions League with Arsenal, he just, oh, you know, went and did it with Barcelona. So. Yeah. Fuck off, respectfully, Mr. Sinai. You're a fucking moron. This version of Marcus Rashford, he's only got 14 goals in the league, my guy. They're acting like he's on Holland-level output. He's doing good in all competitions, but he ain't playing Champions League like Holland. And, you know, if we're just looking at Premier League, he's got 14 goals. Well, my left winger's got 13. My other right winger's got 12. And they're also putting up assists as well in the Premier League. So, yeah, he's having a great season. How many shit seasons has Marcus Rashford had in a Man United uniform? Because I don't remember Henri having any bad seasons in an Arsenal uniform. I don't. I mean, that's the Premier League GOAT. Put some respect on his name. Marcus Rashford's in a contract year showing out. Let's see what he does when he signs that 300 bags a week. Let's see what he does then. If... If I get nothing else this year, it seems like I'm going to have a striker that has record-breaking moments and has a record-breaking experience. Any chance United have to rub it in our face that they get a trophy and we didn't and just just oh, shadow all tray. of that. Oh, my gosh. Every day he's posting absurd. that they won the Carabao Cup. Oh, it's insane just how we're back. And mm-hmm. I would love to see them in the FA final. I would love to see it. Fuck that club. It's delusional yeah, how all of them think. It's wild. Absolutely wild. You can't lose that, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. the delusional mud on some other program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, that would be a great final. That would be an absolutely great FA Cup final. Definitely, definitely be great. Wembley, Manchester United. Versus Man Man uh, Man City, that'll be epic. But we'll see when we get there. Um, let's end on this conversation because I, I hear this going around. Um, Saka, best player, Arsenal, twenty goal contributions, 10, 12 goals, 
10 assists in the Premier League. Howland has how many goals in the Premier League? Just Premier League. Uh, just the Premier League. I'll look it up here, here on the Prem app. I think it's 28, I want to say. I think I saw it before. Yeah, 28. So he has 28. Um, assists in the Premier League. Five? Four? Yeah, Three? five. Highland, five assists in the Premier League. So 33 yeah. goal contribution to 22. Now, Highland is also eligible for a young player of the season, as crazy as it sounds. Right. So are those awards going to be handed out, one to Saka, one to Holland, Or are you under the belief that Holland is going to break the goal record so he will get player of the season, no matter what happens, even if Arsenal win the league? Yeah, I think when you do player of the season, and I think you say going into the season, what would be an attribute for player of the season? I would think a 1A would be the player has a record-breaking season. Yeah. Like, if I just made that statement and said, yeah, I mean, that's easily, like, the best possible attribute you can have for player of the season if he broke a record for that position. And specifically, yeah. goals? Yeah. Like, I don't even know why. Again, as unless you, which you're not, Invincibles or, and you're not, Centurions, I don't know why we would even consider anyone else. If the player even had, I would only maybe do the Thierry Henry breaking of it. The player had 25 goals and 23 assists. I'd be like, uh, there's a conversation. That person just broke a crazy record. Um, but all credit to Saka. He's going to get all the awards uh, he'll get the young player, I think. Um, he'll get uh, player, this, uh, right winger of the season. You know, he'll get all those, play, you know, those attributes and everything. I mean, the guy deserves everything. He's killing it this year. Um, but yeah, we again part of the reason why I just think we're gonna find so many different ways. Should he keep this pace? It's absolutely ridiculous, man. We're talking about things literally no one in the history of the game has done at this pace. He is keeping up with the all-time greats right now, like Van Nistelrooy-type levels. Like, the guy is really on a pace where it's extreme, and it doesn't stop any competition, any opportunity. He's, a, he's truly robotic, and it's, it's sniffing. It's being different places. I mean, Saka's dynamite. He's versatile. He's can play almost anywhere in any situation. He's hitting banger of goals. But at his age, I am not seeing anything that I haven't seen from an explosive winger perspective that I haven't seen from a future all-time great. Like, I remember Ronaldo at a young age. I remember, uh, I'll give you one that fell off that even he played with, the Portuguese one, Nani. Nani played well and was really great and had some flashiness and scored some goals and stuff. Um, but I just feel like Saka is going to be an all-time great for England and an all-time great for Arsenal, for sure. Um, but it's just not that season where he's having like a – like absolutely nutty like no one's close to him anything like that like yeah i will i also won't go down the scale where i'll say rashford 
is even close or surmountable to Saka. It's not even close. I feel like Saka deserves to be in the conversation with guys like Holland, with Kevin De Bruyne, with Kareem Benzema, with Killian Mbappe. Like he's in that conversation. Like Killian is a big believer. I don't know if you've ever heard Killian speak because you know he's the president of PSG, so you kind of have to listen to the president of PSG. Mm-hmm. And Killian speaks, and he says when I talk to other coaches and when I talk to some of the scouts about the future of the club, I make sure I tell them when it comes to maturity, I don't want to hear or never be told about the age. For me, it doesn't matter if they've seen me and my come up. Age is not a problem. I've been averaging double digit assists, goals and assists since I've been 18. All right, Killian, relax, bro. Relax, bro. But the point is kind of valid for Saka. Saka's an absolute beast. So, I mean, he's 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 valid, bro. The guy's incredible. <clears throat> yeah, I've been seeing that conversation. People are trying to nudge Saka into the player of the season conversation. And he's in the conversation. Let's get that right. <laughs> if I had a ballad, it goes Holland, Saka. And then who else? Rashford, <clears throat> Odegaard, De Bruyne. I think Odegaard's going to be up there. I think he'll be on the ballot as well. I think he deserves to be. Yeah, Ten goals, seven assists, captain of Arsenal, leader. Mm-hmm. You watch the game. He's the heartbeat of the team. He makes us thump. Um, Rashford will be on there, and I think there'll be another City player. But you can also throw Martinelli on there, you know. You know, depending how long the ballot is, there's going to be a lot of Arsenal players on there. Um, and I, think I think it's those four. Yeah. I think so. I think those are the top four. You've listed them. Holland, Saka, uh, Odegaard, De Bruyne. Yeah. Like that, yeah, Rashford? That would... He'll get on because of Man U bias. Yeah, he'll get on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's going to be a United player for sure. Yeah. The top yeah. four, there's no way they're not going to be a United player. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see how you can break because he's going to break 32 goals in a season uh, by Salah. He's going to break that. He's only four goals off if he only scores – Four goals the rest of the season, that's good for Arsenal because I say we win the league if he only scores four. Because yeah. yeah, I don't think I think he's your he's your goal source, you know. That's where you get your goals from now. They're not as spread out as they used to be. Um, Burley thinks he can out. get to sixty goals. Huh? <clears throat> Burley thinks he can get the sixty goals in all competition. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it's so. Be wild. Like you said, there's a potential eighteen games left for you guys. So yeah. how many goals does he have in all comps? Uh let's take a look. I think he has 40, right? <clears throat> Maybe more. So even if he's at 40, that's pretty much one a game, which he does in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. He has 42 goals. Yeah. So it's, it is it is exactly one a game to get to 60 because 18 possible games. <laughs> 42 advanced goals. Holy if you advance. So that, we won a game, so he'll definitely get that. He'll definitely get that. But, yeah, it's just interesting. And I think – um, yeah, I think that'll be the ballot. And then Premier League team of the season we'll do at the end. I see a lot of people doing that now. There's no need to do that. We did it at the World Cup, but yeah. um, we pretty much know what that's going to look like. Yeah. And um, yeah, A lot of red, it. a lot of light blue. Yes, that's <laughs> um, it. 26 games in the Premier League, 28 goals, five assists. Six games in the Champions League, 10 goals. Two games in the FA Cup, three goals. <laughs> two games in the Carabella Cup. Oh, kind of unfortunate. He only had one goal. 
<laughs> sell guys. Them. Sell them. That's not good. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. I will. For a Billy. For a Billy. You're going to do one of those shameless Barcelona release clauses for a billion? I would. Well, I mean, what would it matter if I can't register him as a senior player? Oh, I have to lose him on a free transfer. Oh, <laughs> or Barcelona, that's how I'd be doing it. You know they're going to weasel their way out of that one somehow. Oh, it's the cards are written all over it. Yeah, they'll fucking Absolutely. do some shady shit. Pay off well, somebody just, off again. The last game of the season, they're going to cut like four or five players automatically and just register him mm-hmm. right the last game. The last game. So. Yep. Something shady, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. Um, uh, we'll figure out how we're going to do the podcast. If something pops up, I'll probably jump on. Um, yeah. Maybe recap some international stuff, but yeah, it's a little break for us. Um, on a side note, we need to get that intro going. So I don't know if you reached out to your your friend. Yeah, um, in DMs. Well, yeah, let's let's Already get that him. going, and then um, yeah, that's it. We'll recap it next week, and yeah, anything else? No, let's go Knicks. Let's go Knicks. Bad one last night, but bounce back soon, hopefully, and then playoffs in a couple weeks, which I'm excited for. Uh, we're about a month away so yeah lots to come up and that's it episode 43 ppt podcast we out peace